just point to the logo on my chest and tell them, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Hit it up hard, hit it with strike, from the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, Slammy, Ego, You already know what's up, what's that another home run? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 304 of Talking Friars. Got that new intro song. Joe Dreams there had him on the show yesterday. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, the John Heyman report that came out yesterday. Everyone's freaking about freaking out about the Manny thing today, even though the John Heyman report came out last night. Uh, I didn't think it was really something like to talk about a whole lot, but that seemed like the big conversation today. So we can start with that um, and then get into obviously. Oh, great start here. Wi-Fi. I think you guys have me. Okay. Last night, John Heyman said that the Padres anticipate Manny to opt out after the 2023 season. Heyman said this in the New York Post. We should not be surprised by this. Of course, Manny should opt out after this season. Would you rather, if you were Manny Machado, would you rather have five million or five years, $150 million, or would you rather have 10 years, $300 million? We would take the $300 million, right? And it would be $450 in total if the Padres give him 15 years in total, right? Like, of course. Of course he's going to opt out and go get money till he's 40. He's seeing Xander Bogarts, right? The Padres just paid Xander Bogarts $280 million, and they're paying him um, through age 40. This contract Manny's on takes him through age 35. So if the Padres went and just paid Sander and are willing to give him money until he's 40, why would Manny sit there and say, no, nah, I'll just take through 35? No. You say, hey, pay me till I'm 40, just like you did Xander. I'm the better player. Pay me more money than Xander and pay me till I'm 40. Make our contracts line up. I, I think that would be a good solution here. Just make Manny and Xander's contracts line up. Xander's last year, I believe, is 2033. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's 2033. And I'll be 30 then. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's when the contract ends. So, I would line it up like that. I don't think... Manny opting out is something to worry about. Shoot, the Padres could get a deal done before he opts out. They could just renegotiate the deal and restructure it, give him an extension technically, right? Put it, Give him 10 more years here instead of five, and there you go. Manny obviously has the right to opt out and go test the free agent market, but when people are saying he's going to test the free agent market, it feels like an Aaron Judge situation to me. If he does opt out and test the free agent market, he wants to return to the Padres, and he'll use another team to get the Padres to pay him. 
that's how I think it would be done. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think that's what would happen there. Uh, I, I would not be worried if I was a Padres fan, and I am. I'm talking to you, obviously. Don't be worried, okay? Don't be worried about this. Peter Seidler even said, I think this was during the Xander Bogarts press conference or after it. He said, our very strong intent, very strong, is to have Manny here for the rest of his career, end quote. Has Peter Seidler lied to us yet? No. He's promised that he's going to keep spending money, and he keeps spending money, right? He wants to win. Well, he's definitely demonstrating that, right? When those Joe Musgrove negotiations were happening, he was telling us that Musgrove was a priority, right? And they were going to get this done. He told me in person at Petco Park that it was just going to take time. Guess what? They did it. It took time, but it got done. This is not... Peter Seiler's not someone that I... I just hear what he says, and oh, it just goes one ear out the other. He's just saying that to say that to keep his fans happy. Like, no, he, he doesn't lie, right? And he knows how big of an impact Manny Machado has on this organization, on this city, how valuable he is to the team. So he's not going to let... Manny Machado go. That's my feeling. And Manny could test the market. Definitely could. It's his right to opt out. And he'd be dumb to not opt out unless they're like renegotiating and, it's an, and they don't get to the opt out part. They get an extension done during the season or before this season starts. He'd be dumb to not opt out if they don't get an extension done because you're leaving 150 plus million dollars on the table, right? I mean, how old was Carlos Correa? And he just got $350 million from the Giants. Let me see Carlos Correa, his age. He's 28. So Manny's like, what, 30? So he won't get 13 years, but let's say he gets 10 years, 11 years. Just played out to the um, Bogarts contract, right? And the AAV for Correa... 350 divided by 15, that's $35 million a year. So let's say Manny sees that and he's like, give me $35 million a year. $35 million times 10, okay. 10 years, $350 million. Restructure it that way. I think Sidler would be willing to do that. Or you do it 11 years, 350, or 12 years, 350, however long Manny's willing to play, to lower that AAV because Manny, it wouldn't be very smart of him, and Manny's a smart guy, it wouldn't be very smart of him to demand Peter Seidler to give him this really high AAV over this short term, like nine or eight years, right? Because then you're capping, you're kind of handicapping AJ Preller, you know? The highest AAV among third basemen is 38.5 around that for Anthony Rendon. That contract's not looking good for the Angels. I don't think Manny is going to be looking and saying, I need to get $40 million a year. I need to break Rendon's AAV record. Like, what matters is the total money. Who cares how many, how much millions of dollars you're getting per year as long as you're getting the most money 
in total, right? Why does it matter what you're doing per year? I know I'm not saying like they defer it to 2075 or whatever, like they do some contracts, but lower the AAV, make it till he's 41, 42, if that's what you want to do. As long as Manny's willing to, right? So um, don't worry about this. Manny's, I, I don't see him going elsewhere. I will be definitely, I will be shocked that he goes elsewhere. Who's the highest priority? To bring Manny or Soto. I know Soto's younger, but I, I think Seidler would probably say Manny. Just value-wise, the captain, he's been here. And Soto might get $500 million in free agency. Is, does Seidler want to pay $500 million to Soto? I don't know. Maybe he does. And he's already said to the media publicly that he's not scared, something to this effect, he's not scared of $500 million, you know, giving that to Soto. But... For the Padres, would you rather, if you had to pick one, Manny or Soto? It's tough. I'd pick Manny because that allows you to have Bogart still at shortstop. You have Manny at third. You can keep Tatis in the outfield. It just, if you have Soto, right, he's in the outfield, but then you got to go get another outfielder, right? Because Tatis is going to come in and play probably shortstop. I don't know. I'd probably go Manny over Soto, but I hope that they keep both, obviously. Like, um, but it's an interesting question, right? Um, was there anything else I wanted to add on this? I mean, Seidler just the very he has very strong intent on keeping Manny, and he has not lied to us. All right, he keeps spending money. He keeps showing his commitment to winning. And if you're Peter Seidler, Manny Machado is a huge part of you winning ball games in the future, the next decade, right? So, of course, you're going to give him what he wants, I would think. I mean, that thumbnail that I have on YouTube, the, uh, the head picture for this episode, Seidler and Manny hugging there, that was after Seidler... Uh, approved that Soto deal. I think that was the day that Soto was debuting as a Padre, him and Josh Bell, Landry, uh, for that Rockies game. He was happy, right? He was really, really happy that Seidler got it done, that Preller got it done. Why would Seidler stop? Why would Seidler, you know, have Manny go somewhere else? I just don't see it happening, to be honest. I don't see him going anywhere else. If he's going to opt out and test free agency, again, for me, it just feels like it's an, it's it's like a Aaron Judd situation. Roy says Manny is opting out to get a bigger contract. Manny is not leaving the Padres. I don't even know if he's going to opt out. Like this is they the Padres like according to John Heyman anticipate Manny opting out. They probably anticipate him opting out if they don't offer him this big extension what if they offer him a big extension then why would he opt out maybe he'd opt out and say well you offered me this here you got to give me this at minimum now so maybe he'd do that but if he gets that money that he wants offered by the Padres this isn't a guy that to me doesn't seem like this isn't a guy that is like looking to get out of San Diego 
I need to go elsewhere. I need to go to get out of this, this town, get out of this stupid city. Uh, that's not what's happening here. All right. He loves living in San Diego. It seems like loves the Padres, loves the city. Um, the love that he gets here, right? It doesn't look like he's leaving, like he's trying to leave. Um, and there's no reason for me to think that Sidler won't give him the money. Uh, someone asks here, let's say for whatever reason Manny doesn't come back to the Padres, what team do you think he would go to? Again, I, I don't think that he's going to go to another team, but let's say that the Padres are not a Major League Baseball team. And he has to go to another team. Um, do the Yankees, do they want to give another $300 plus million contract? They're not happy with their third base situation right now. The Phillies, I don't know that situation. The Mets, you obviously have to think of because Steve Cohen, I know they're already going to be paying over, what, $400 million this offseason. Uh, if you include the tax that they're going to have to pay. But you can't count him out, right? $300 million is like nothing to him. It would probably be more than $300 million if he gets to free agency. I'm just throwing that number out there. Give him another $300 million contract. Make it $450, $450 million in total. I mean, that seems probably the starting point. Um, other teams. What are some other teams? The Braves, I don't think you should put in that... Um, situation there because they have Austin Riley there as a young guy. Who else? The Cubs. I mean, Manny, Manny's at this point right now where he's trying to win a World Series, right? He's been to one. He's never won a World Series. Where else do you have a better consistent chance to win a World Series other than the Padres? I mean, you could say like the Astros or whatever, like maybe they're a better team, but they have Bregman at third. They have Jeremy Pena at short. Like, what team fits where you have a better chance of winning the World Series than the Padres? Consistently. Like, has an owner that's going to spend every year willing to spend the money more than other teams? Name one. I mean, it's hard for me to think of one. The Yankees, they barely wanted to give Judge $360 million this year. They didn't want to give him that much money. Do they want to give? They do. Do they want to overpay for Manny? I mean, I say that like it's a bad thing. Overpaying for Manny Machado, he's the best third baseman in baseball. He should have won the NL MVP this past year. But they have Stanton under a big contract. They have Judge on a big contract. They have Cole on, on a big contract. They just signed Carlos Rodon to what 162 million dollars that contract. Like, do they have that in them? I don't know. It feels like if Manny does go, I guess you could throw the Giants in there maybe because they're willing to spend a bunch of money. Um, the Dodgers, people are going to throw that out there because if they don't get Otani, then they're going to want to spend the money on someone. But you really think Manny's going to want to go to the Dodgers after being with the Padres and slaying the Dragon and all that? Now he wants to go to the Dodgers? I, I don't see that happening. I know Dodger fans I saw on social media today they were like, oh, man, he's leaving. And after booing the crap out of him these you know, past four years or whatever it's been, now they're, they're itching for him to come back. Like, shut up. So I, I just, if he does test the market, it's to have the Padres pay him more, I think. 
What I hope is he renegotiates during the season or before the season. They get an extension done so we don't even have to deal with this, right? We don't have to go deal with this possible free agent thing. Like Yankees fans had to deal with Judge, right? Yeah, I saw this, Alex. He says, Adam Jones said he doesn't think he's going to leave. They're best friends, so he knows what Manny wants. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Jones on Ben and Woods, he was like talking about Manny's house here in San Diego, and he doesn't want to leave. So, yeah, that was encouraging. But it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, wow. So he doesn't want to leave. Cool. Like, I kind of know he doesn't want to leave. What signs have we seen that have like, kind of had us thinking, oh, Manny wants to leave. Uh-oh, this is trouble. Like, no, everything that he's done, he, he wants to be with the Padres. He wants to be in San Diego, right? Mike says, letting Soto go in two years would make it this the dumbest trade in Major League history. Okay, I mean, if they win a World Series this year or in 2024, then it's not the dumbest trade because they won a World Series with Juan Soto on the team, something that has never been done in franchise history. If that happens, Soto, go ahead. Go get your $500 million from someone if the Padres aren't willing to pay it. And if they win a World Series, then they probably are willing to pay it because they're going to get a ton of revenue, right? Um, if they don't win and they don't bring them back, I could understand why you would think it's like the dumbest trade, Mike. But if they don't bring back Soto, but they have Manny, you have Manny, Bogarts, and Tatis, that's still not bad, right? I think Seidler, Preller, they brought in Bogarts with the plan of keeping Manny and keeping Soto, right? You don't sign Bogarts to $280 million and say, no, we'd rather have Bogarts than Soto. Like, we're giving this money to Bogarts and letting Soto walk. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they're just adding on to the team. These, they saw Bogarts as someone that wasn't going to go back to the Red Sox. The Red Sox were lowballing him, and they were disrespecting him, right? not giving him the money. And the, the Padres jumped on it and said, yeah, we'll give you a lot of years. We'll low the, lower the AAV to like 25, around $25 million, and we're going to add on to this team and keep going all in. Because we have Soto for the next two years. That's what is guaranteed. And so let's just go all in. Uh, but I think they have a plan. I, I don't think that they just throw money at people, these long-term deals, and say, oh, oh, wait, well, we already gave this contract out. I forgot. We forgot Soto's a free agent in a couple years. No, they have plans. They know what they're doing. Sam said, Samuel says, if he was going to another team, I would want him to go to Baltimore, talking about Manny, go back there. Yeah. Baltimore is a weird team this offseason, huh? Like, didn't their GM, Mike Elias, he said that they were going to be spending a bunch of money, and what have they done? They signed Adam Frazier? That's your big money guy? All right. Cobra says extend Hater and Soto. Soto, yes. Hater, probably not. I don't think they're going to do that. That's why they signed Robert Suarez to that extension. I don't see that happening. All right. 
I'll get to the chat, obviously, here throughout this show, uh, but I just wanted to hit on that Manny thing there quickly. Uh, John Heyman said also, I think this was yesterday, said that the Padres are willing to offer, or they were willing to offer uh, 14 years, $414 million to judge. So they were really willing to offer uh, judge more than 400. It wasn't just 400 million. They were willing to go 14 for 414. They're willing to do that. I mean, if they were if they would have paid judge 414, then you think Soto probably wouldn't have been on the team in three years, right? But now that they didn't pay him, and okay, so what's 414 minus 280? 414 minus 280. Yes, I'm using a calculator. Sorry. Uh, 134. So that's 134 they can spend elsewhere on a Manny extension, on a Soto extension, a Soto deal. Uh, so you could take it. You could take the positive there, right? Um, not a whole lot to add on that. 14 years, $414 million offer to judge. The takeaway is just Padres are willing to spend a bunch of money. They, they want to win badly right now. And you got to love that if you're a Padres fan, right? Um, let's see. Eric Hosmer was DFA'd by the Red Sox today. Anyone see that? I did a quick video on it. Um, three teams have given up on him now. The Royals didn't want him. Padres, they said, see ya. Tried to trade him in the Nationals. Said no. Goes to the Red Sox. Gets hurt. Then the Red Sox say, see ya. We'll open up our 40-man roster spot for a guy we've never heard of before. And the guy's coming from the Royals, Hosmer's, you know, organization that he grew up in. Uh, so there's, I guess, that connection there. Um, but yeah, Haas, I mean, San Diego's still paying three years, $39 million left on that contract, the remaining 39 mil. So that doesn't look great for the Padres, right? It's like you're paying $39 million for this guy to not play for you. But I think it just shows that uh, Hosmer, man, he, he's he's fallen off. He fell off a cliff. Once he left Kansas City, it su he sucks. Um, he blocked, like, the whole fan base on Twitter. Okay, all right. I mean, a little sensitive. And now it's kind of catching up to him. I mean, what team wants Eric Cosmer? I saw a lot of people in my mentions were like, the Dodgers, maybe. Maybe they get him, and then he gets pissed off and plays well against the Padres. They get him for, like, no money. Maybe that does happen. And then he goes and has this big launch angle, and he doesn't hit one ground ball to second base. You know, maybe that happens. Uh, but, like, who wants Eric Cosmer? Like, he's a liability. His first four years with the Padres, he had a zero Fangraphs war. And then he had a good April this past season, and then he fell off a cliff again. And he forgot how to play first base. He won those gold gloves in Kansas City. Didn't take that with him to San Diego. Stepping into the base pass as runners are going to first base when a ball is thrown right at him. No, I'll just step into the base pass to try to catch this. Like, what are we doing, dude? Um, yeah, so unfortunate, I guess, for him that he was DFA'd. He wanted to go to Boston other than over Washington, 
but then Boston said, no, we're, we're good. We'll pass on you. You know, we're good. Like 14 games was enough. I think he played like 14 games with the Red Sox. I think that's, I have that correct. Let me double check that here real quick. He played like 14 games. I know the first game was like against the Royals, I think. And he got like the standing ovation. And then uh, kind of sucked after that. And they had the back injury. Yeah, 14 games with the Red Sox. 50 plate appearances. No home runs. Struck out nine times. Had a 77 OPS plus with the Red Sox in those in that small sample size. What the league average OPS plus is 100. So we'll see where he lands if he lands with the team. I don't think he'll retire. There'll probably be a team that will give him something. I don't know what the Royals situation's like if they're even interested in having him. You know, be a bench player. Uh, but they're they're probably trying to trend upward, right? Why would you bring in Hosmer to do that? All right. I also wanted to get to this report from Ken Rosenthal about Justin Turner, uh, but I will get to that here after this. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic, this was earlier tonight. He said, for all of the Padres' flash under owner Peter Seidler and general manager A.J. Preller, rival executives continue to question their direction short and long term. Can we stop? Can, can executives and owners stop with this narrative? Or asking why the Padres are spending money I don't understand their direction short and long term. Give me a break. You don't understand their direction short term? Spending a bunch of money on these star players and trying to go all in? Is this like the A's executive talking to Ken Rosenthal? You don't understand their direction long term? Uh, extending these players for 10, 11 years so that they can have sustained, or what, is, what did I just say? Extained? Sustained success? Locking up Musgrove for five years, hopefully Manny for a long time, Bogarts for 11 years, Tatis for 12 more years, I think is what it is. Uh, that's their long-term plan. Like, what don't you understand? I just don't understand rival executives continuing to question the direction of the Padres short and long-term. It's like uh, winning? That's the direction they're trying to go, short and long term. They have a committed owner trying to spend money. Like, give me a break on that. And then he mentioned, this was uh, interesting. He said the Padres are looking for another starting pitcher and another hitter with Justin Turner among their possibilities in the latter category. We know the Padres are looking for another starting pitcher. Of all these out there, Kluber, Waka, etc. We know they're looking for another hitter, but I was surprised that Rosenthal just said hitter. It should be hitters, right? Multiple. DH. 
a guy that can play first base, because Crony's not going to play there every game, right? A guy that can play the outfield. So you want someone that can play first in DH, first, or excuse me, first in DH, DH, and left field, right? So you probably want a couple more bats. You don't want a Zokar to be, you know, your fourth outfielder, right? So I think it's going to be a couple bats. Um, I see someone in the chat here bring Drury back. I don't know if that's going to happen. Feels like someone's going to offer him a starting job, but whether it's Myers and J.D. Martinez or Profar and Michael Brantley, whatever. Someone that can play first and DH, someone that can DH, play the outfield. Like That's probably what the Potters are looking for. I think it's a couple bats, not just one. Uh, and then he mentioned the Justin Turner thing. Justin Turner among their possibilities in the latter category. The Dodgers probably have some interest in him, but they don't want to spend a bunch of money because they're trying to stay under that luxury tax. They're trying to reset because they know Shohei Otani is a free agent at the end of the year, and they want to go. They want to go get this guy, right? Just like a lot of teams. I've heard or I've seen on MLB trade rumors uh, that the Marlins have some interest. I think the Brewers have some interest in Justin Turner as well. Um, there's probably some other teams as well. But what would it take for Justin Turner? One year, like $12 million, One year, $10 million? The guy's like 38 years old, right? There were people that were like, oh, this guy can hit. Makes sense for the Padres. If you can get him cheap. But they can get other hitters that are younger for cheaper, right? Wouldn't you want someone other than a guy that's known as a Dodger to be a DH bat? Like, why does it have to be Justin Turner? Would that be right? Like, we hate Justin Turner, right? Or I do. And now I'm going to have to fake cheer for the guy? Like, no, I'm good. I'll pass. No thanks. There are other DH options out there other than Justin Turner. J.D. Martinez is out there. Nelson Cruz is out there. I know he had a down year, but I'm fine with Nelson Cruz. Andrew McCutcheon is a fourth outfielder. Anyone interested in that? Maybe. Luke Voigt or Justin Turner? Maybe that's closer. Maybe you pick Justin Turner there just in overall consistency, but... If you look at the outfield market, Michael Conforto, Boris said today or yesterday, whenever that Nimmo press conference was, um, he said that Conforto is probably looking for a two-year deal with an opt-out after one year. So there's a guy that can DH, can play the outfield. Uh, Benintendi signed already, obviously, today with the Chicago White Sox, five years, $75 million. I mentioned Profar, Profar already. Myers, I mentioned him. Uh, AJ Pollock's out there. Adam Duvall is out there. Tommy Pham, I don't think so, but he's out there. David Peralta is out there. These are names that I'd probably rather have over Justin Turner, a guy who is 38. Dom Smith, minor league deal. I'd be interested in him. Chad Pinder's out there. I'm not saying as a DH guy, but just like bench outfield. There's other bats out there other than Justin Turner that the Padres can go to. I just don't see why the Padres... I understand why you would like consider Justin Turner, because AJ considers everyone, but 
why why does that have to be Justin Turner? Why this guy? You know, I just don't understand it. Really, I, I don't understand it. How about we just go get Michael Brantley, please? <laughs> I, I know he's going to get a lot of money probably, but that's the guy I want. J or JD Martinez, reunite him with Xander. How's that? Why does it have to be Justin Turner? It doesn't have to be, but according to Rosenthal, like that's a possibility, right? I, I just don't see that. Yeah, Joey Gallo's gone as well. Went to the Minnesota Twins one year, I think $11 million. Uh, but there's still other options out there other than Justin Turner, you know? I guess that's my thoughts on that. Uh, what did Turner do anyway this past year? I looked earlier today, but I forgot what his numbers were. I don't think it was terrible. He had an above-average OPS+, plus, OPS 788, 13 home runs. Uh, but a minimal war, two, according to baseball reference. The average was fine, 278. I mean, he's a good hitter, but is there going to be another team willing to give him $15 million or $13 million? Like for the Padres, how much would you give Justin Turner? Like seriously, eight million, ten million? Are you willing to go up to twelve? Let me look up his fan graphs. I'm gonna look up his fan graphs value metric. Um, that shows how much money that fan graphs thinks that he's worth. They said last year he was worth nineteen million. Jeez. Well, he's not getting that. Let's let's be honest. I'm thinking like 11, 10, 11 million. JB says here, if you want to lower the AAV, two for 16. Okay, maybe. I saw some, I saw some like guy uh, in the comments today was like, yeah, let's give Justin Turner a deal. And if Manny walks, you can always put Turner at third. It's like, guys, come on. You don't have confidence that the Padres are going to bring back Manny. And Justin Turner's not the long-term option, okay? This would be like a one-year deal. And then they'd bring Tatis back to the infield if Manny left. Like, worst-case scenario, Manny leaves. Tatis goes to short, or Kim. They can move Crony back to a second, whatever. They have Bogarts go to third. Like, that's what would happen. You wouldn't be bringing in Justin Turner to play third base. I wouldn't think so. Right? So. That was that's pretty much the Padres news today. I mean, Manny, well, this that was yesterday. The report was yesterday, but everyone was freaking out about it today. Padres anticipate Manny to opt out after 2023. I saw people saying uh, that Manny Machado is uh, expected to opt out, um, but what was said by John Heyman? I, I'm just. I like to say things that are directly from what they said. The Padres anticipate Manny to opt out after 2023. I guess expect and anticipate are the same thing. Um, but I like using quotes and you know telling people what these reporters actually said. Uh, because there are some people in the past, this offseason, that have said people are front runners for people. Uh, and... No one has said that. They're just making stuff up. I don't like making stuff up. All right. Let's get to the chat here. I'm sorry. I lost the chat. 
So I'm just scrolling up here, trying to remember where I left off. We'll start here. Uh, someone says Manny is the best player the Padres had since Tony Gwynn. Yeah, I mean, he's better than Adrian Gonzalez. He's better than Chase Headley. Position player, definitely. Yeah. Okay, I think I already got to these comments, so let me keep scrolling down here. Uh, Wolfpack asked, what is Manny worth? Sandy Alcantara? Like in a trade? Well, they're not trading Manny. Um, no, he's worth more than Sandy Alcantara. The dude, the dude should have won MVP this past year. He's worth more than that. Did Alcantara win the Cy Young for the NL? He was up there, right? Um, so he's a good pitcher. I'm not saying that's like that's like a slight to Alcantara, but he's a pitcher, man. He's a position player. He was the MVP this year, according to me and Padres fans. This is kind of a good point by Wolfpack. Why have a farm system when you can go to the grocery store and get what you need? That's what that, that's what Preller does with the farm system, right? He's like, all right, the prospects are money, right? He got money. He has money. Goes to the grocery store, gets himself some chicken, gets himself some hamburger buns, right? Some hot dogs, whatever. Whatever your food, of, your food of choice, that food are Xander Bogarts, May Machado, right? Juan Soto, the money that Scyther has, the, the prospects, right? That's like someone going to the store and just using money to buy stuff. Like, that's what it is. Um, and, and when you're a team trying to go all in right now, that's what you do. You're like, I'm fine parting with these prospects because what is the ultimate goal here? The ultimate goal is trying to win, right? Go win a World Series. Go do something that the city's never seen before. And so you have to respect the Padres for going to the store and buying groceries, right? If that makes sense. JB asked, what fan base did Hosmer block? Padres fans on Twitter. He blocked me. I found that out at the trade deadline. Uh, when the Padres traded him. But then there was this random day earlier this offseason where, like, every Padres fan looked up Hosmer on Twitter and saw that he blocked them. <laughs> now, I know we all hated on Hosmer because he sucked here, but holy cow, how much time do you have on your hands to be blocking everyone? And if you're a major league player, like, why are you checking Twitter that often? When you're sucking, like, shouldn't you be off of Twitter? That's, like, the last place you want to be. Yeah, Alex, I agree. If the Red Sox don't want him for free, then that's saying something. Yeah, the Red Sox weren't even paying anything, really. The Padres were paying, they're paying him $39 million, I think, was what Bob Nightingale said, for the next three years for him to not play with the Padres. It's kind of like that Moneyball scene uh, where Billy Bean... Brad Pitt is talking to David Justice while David's in the batting cage and he's like 
and David Justice uh, is talking about like how he should be starting or something, or you, I think he's talking about how Billy Bean pays him to hit instead of do like the little small things. And Billy's like, no, the Yankees are paying half your salary. They're paying you this amount. I don't, I forget what the amount was. They're paying for you to not play for them. How does that feel? You know, like that's what this is. You'd think Oz would be motivated from that, but he's won a World Series. He has the gold gloves. And uh, it just didn't seem like he worked like really hard or like cared a lot about, you know, proving that his contract was going to work with the Padres. And it definitely didn't. It's the worst contract in Padres history. And one of the worst in sports history, probably. Definitely baseball history. Yeah, Wolfpack asks, did Manny actually come out publicly and say he's opting out? No. But John Heyman said yesterday in the New York Post that the Padres anticipate Manny's going to opt out. And why wouldn't he opt out? Right? Like, what's, what's a reason why he would say, no, I'm just going to go five for 150, unless he wants to retire after that. But he, I think he said in the past that he wants to play until he's 40 or past 40. So if that's the case, then, yeah, he's going to want that 10-year extension or 10-year reconfiguration of the contract, if that makes sense. Add on five more years. Maybe he says, no, I'm good with the 5-150 here, but add on five more years, but pay me more money in the back half of this 10 years, if that makes sense. So you stick with the current contract, five for 150, that's 30 million a year, but then pay me like 35 million a year or something like that for those last five of the next 10. Maybe he does that. I don't know. But no, he has not came out publicly in saying he's going to opt out. Wolfpack wants uh, Drury and Profar to be back. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Both can play first, can DH. Profar can play the outfield. He'd be the starting left fielder for the first 20 games, right? Because Tatis will be out with the suspension. So I'm fine with Profar coming back. I just don't want to give him five years, 75 mil like Andrew Benintendi got on his contract with the White Sox. Yeah, David Dahl is another option too. Uh, he was on, he's on the minor league deal, invite to spring training. I don't want him, unless he has like this bonkers spring training, I don't want him being the starting left fielder, but I'd be open to him being like the last guy on the bench. It seems like he's been working really hard. Uh, Mike has a question here. What's the long-term plan for starting pitching? I mean, Darvish, they want to lock up, but that's not long-term. I mean, it's it's probably like a two-, three-year extension, depending on how long Darvish wants to pitch. Who knows what happens with Snell? That would probably be five-, six-year deal if they give that to him. I don't think they'd do that with the inconsistency from Snell and him being a Boris client, and a team probably will overpay for him. Uh, but yeah, long-term it needs to probably come from trades. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres trade for a starting pitcher 
a controllable young starting pitcher that we're not talking about, right? A lot of the conversation is free agent starters, Avaldi and Kluber and Waka uh, and Cueto, right? Guys that are out there still, free agents. And I don't blame us for having those conversations because we know those guys are available. We don't know all of these starting pitchers that are available on the trade market. So it's just easier for us to talk about the free agents. But long term, right, you want people that are under control. The Padres don't have that in their rotation. They have Musgrove. And Martinez, if they give them, you know, the club options, yeah, the club options, that's three years. So him and uh, Musgrove. Morahone, can you rely on him? Jay Groom, what is he going to turn into? Reese Kinnear, I don't think you expect him to be in the rotation long term. Pedro Avila, probably not. Uh, Dylan Lesko, that's a far way down the line, and maybe they trade him for a star pitcher. You know, he, he's recovering from Tommy John, I believe, right now. So yeah, the long term plan, it's not great, but right now they're not. I don't think they're focused on the long-term plan for starting pitching, to be honest. I think just, just look at the rotation. Look at the moves that they have made. I hope that they get someone that's controllable and they get a free agent and sign them to a, a decent contract and it's not like a one-year thing so that we can add someone else in the rotation and know, okay, at least this guy's going to be here. But um, a lot of these guys on the market, it feels like they'd be one- or two-year deals and that's not you know, long-term. Brian asked, do, do the Padres think they're going to win on offense alone? That never works. I mean, I know the Phillies had good pitching, but let's be honest, a lot of their winning was with the, their offense, right? When their offense went cold, they didn't win, right, in the World Series. Um, but yeah, do the Padres think they're just going to win on offense alone? No. I think the offense is a strong... Um, a strong suit of word, a strong skill set for the Padres. The top four, obviously, it's the best in baseball. There's no better top four than Tatis, Soto, Manny, and Bogarts. Might not be in that order in the lineup, but I'm just, those are the four. Um, so they still have room to improve in the lineup, but let's not act like the Padres pitching sucks. They do need to add starting pitching, but. They still have Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove in the top three, and Nick Martinez is a pretty darn good pitcher, and Suarez, Hader, and Garcia is a pretty darn good 7-8-9 combo, and if Pomerantz can be healthy, that's a good guy. Morahone, who knows if he's healthy, that's a good pitcher. I, I'm, I'm confident in Tim Hill. I trust him. So the pitching staff, the guys that are on the roster, it's strong, but... Yes, there are still holes. You still have to fill you know, the four or the five starter, and probably you want another starter on top of that, right, to compete for a spot or be a long guy in the bullpen. Um, I don't think the Padres think they're just going to win on offense alone. Why'd they bring back Nick Martinez? They viewed him as a priority for their pitching. They brought back Suarez. They view him as a priority and someone that can really help their pitching staff. They know they have to improve, but I think they also know that they, they, the guys that are there I mean, they got to the NLCS last year with pretty much the same group of pitchers. Uh, the pitching staff, is it's strong still. It needs to get better, but it's strong. That's what I would, I guess that's my answer to that. Alex wants to trade for Max Kepler. 
yeah, I'm seeing this a lot. Um, the Twins, they might make him available because they brought in Gallo. And their outfield is kind of crowded right now. They have Kirilov. They have Buxton. But you have to, it's kind of like Tatish. You have to kind of bank that he's going to be on the IL a little bit. Like you have to factor that into your season. Um, but yeah, let me look who else is on the Twins depth chart. Probably know more of this because I have family in Minnesota. Uh, but Kirilov, I believe, can play some outfield. Nick Gordon has played the outfield before. They list him as an infielder a little bit here. Um, Trevor Larnick, that's another guy I forgot. Kyle Garlick, they have. Uh, so, yeah, they could definitely look to move Kepler. If they get the right deal, I think they would move him. Um, the Twins aren't like a World Series team. And Kepler, what's on his contract? Let me look what Kepler's contract is. How many years of control? Probably like two, right? Twenty twenty three. Oh, one year, and then there's the club option for twenty twenty four. So it's ten million dollars for twenty twenty four. So Let's say the Padres picked that up so they'd have them for two years of control. What would that cost the Padres? Twins want starting pitching, controllable starting pitching for a rise. You think they'd probably want that for Kepler? The Padres, what controllable starting pitching do they have to offer the Twins? That they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm interested in trading Kepler for this guy. You know, So I don't know how much of a fit that is. Um, they just got Christian Vasquez. They have Ryan Jeffers. So that's, they're pretty good on the catching situation there. So I don't know if they'd be interested in Camposano or Nola. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if how great of a fit the Padres are on a trade with Kepler, but it could be a three-team deal. Maybe they have a three-team deal. They get Kepler. Another team gives the Twins starting pitching, and the Padres give the other team in there along that's in that same trade with, the, with San Diego and Minnesota. They give that team whatever that team wants that the Padres have. I guess that's an option, too. Um, I don't know. I think the Padres are probably interested in Kepler, just like they're interested in a lot of guys. And I, I'd like Max Kepler. I like Max Kepler. I watch Twins games, and I, I like what I see. Uh, I just don't know how much of a trade fit that is. If it's just like a direct swap, team for team, like two-team deal. JB says, sure we do. We have people to trade. Grisham and, dare I say, Kim, Jackson, Merrill. You wouldn't trade Merrill for Kepler. Merrill is like a superstar guy, right? I think. Kepler's not a superstar. I think he's an impact player, but he's not a superstar. Uh, as for Grisham, okay, if you trade him, are you putting Tatis in center? Do you want Tatis in center? I mean, I'd be fine with having an uh, outfield of Kepler. Tatis and Soto, but you better hope that Tatis stays healthy then, right? Because then you have, what, a Zokar playing center field if Tatis gets hurt? And so you lose power in that outfield, right? Tatis hit 40 home runs in 2021. Like, Grisham at least has that power potential. And I don't want to give up on Grish yet, but I think Kepler would probably be an upgrade. I would do it if you're guaranteeing me Tatis is healthy. 
but that's not a guarantee. You can't do that, right? And Kim, I don't want to trade Kim either. Like, I like having a lot of shortstops, a lot of athletic guys on the field without the shift. Uh, Brian says Bogarets. That's how he says it here. Bogarts is what he meant. That Bogarts is the next Hosmer. Says Bogarets again. Bogarets, not in the tiny little green monster anymore. He will hit 240 at Petco. Um, I think you're right that, like your your point is he's not going to be the same hitter at Petco as he was in Fenway. That that's a that's a good point. I understand that he's not going to be the same hitter as he was at Fenway. But this guy, people act like he only hits balls off the Green Monster or any former Red Sox that comes to a new team. Oh, he just peppered that Green Monster all day. He's not going to be the same guy. He's going to suck here. Like, no, this guy's a complete hitter still. Sure, did he benefit from the Green Monster? Yeah, just like any right-handed hitter would. But this guy does spray the ball all around. He's not just this pull hitter. Um, he's a situational hitter. When, like, If you watch Red Sox games, he's more than willing to go to right field for a single to bring in a run. Like, He's not just this dead pull hitter guy. Um, so yeah, I think it's not, the production is not going to be as good as it was at Fenway. But, I mean, you have to expect that. He's still a complete hitter. This guy's still a very good hitter. A very good player. And sorry to my Uncle Nick, but I got to out him on this one. Uh, yesterday, he said that he'd rather have Tatis at shortstop than have Bogarts and Tatis on the Padres. Like, he doesn't want Tatis off of shortstop. And I'm like, you've got to be crazy, dude. Come on, man. You'd rather have Tatis and not Bogarts. So you'd rather have Tatis at short and some rando in the outfield. You'd rather have Tatis and Profar over Bogarts, four-time All-Star Bogarts in his prime, and Tatis? Like, come on. You'd rather have Bogarts and Tatis, right? What's the better lineup? What's the better top four? Is it Manny, Soto, Fernando, Bogarts? Or is it Manny, Soto, Tatis, and Cronenworth, right? Or if you want to put Profar in there over Cronenworth. What's the better top four, right? The one with Bogarts in it. I think some people are undervaluing how good Bogarts is. Like, this guy is a star player. I know the Red Sox weren't great last year, but him and Devers, those are easily their best players. And when Red Sox fans are pissed that they let Bogarts, or the ownership let Bogarts go, you know that this guy was a good player. It wasn't just based on sentimental stuff. Like, the smart Red Sox fans are like, what are they doing? They're paying Yoshida $90 million? And it's like 105 if you include, like, what they have to pay to Japan or whatever, or whatever team he was on, the posting fee or whatever. That was more money than they offered Bogarts in spring training. Just a slap in the face to Bogarts. Like, it wasn't just based on how many years the guy was with the team, but he's a good player too.
Uh, Sergio asked, do you think Hosmer can come back? Uh, no. I mean, I guess he can, but I think uh, the player garage would be locked if he tries to drive into the player garage. Uh, seventh inning stretch says, I love Manny, but Soto has a way higher ceiling. Manny just had his best season. I, I mean, look, I think both guys are Hall of Famers. I think, I mean, I understand the point. Soto has, I don't know about way higher ceiling. I mean, if this was Manny's ceiling this past year, I'm fine with it. The guy should have won MVP. He's the best third baseman in baseball. That's a pretty good ceiling, right? Um, but yeah, Soto, I think, you know, the plate discipline and stuff, like he's one of the best hitters that I've seen, um, like when he's on, right? So I understand the point and why you, you might want to pay Soto over Manny, younger, all that. Uh, but I think Manny's more valuable to the Padres than Soto is. I mean, it's hard. Like, I mean, I'd rather just sit here and say, Scyther's going to pay Manny and Soto. But I do realize that Soto is represented by Boris. And so he could just go be a free agent and test the market and say, I'm a Boris client. I'm not signing an extension. I'm going to go to free agency. If you want me, you can pay me then. Kind of like how Carlos Correa did with the Twins. Although we knew Correa was not going to go back to the Twins, but you get my point. Um, I don't think Soto has a way higher ceiling than Manny. I mean, Manny's a Hall of Famer, right? Both are Hall of Famers. I think Soto probably has a higher ceiling, like better hitter, uh, but I don't think he has a way higher ceiling. Jim says maybe Hosmer can come back and drive the team bus. I don't know. He'd probably crash that one, too. Uh, seventh inning stretch says, I could see Corbin Burns getting moved. I, I don't. Unless it's like the trade deadline and the Brewers suck and Yelich sucks again or he gets hurt, a bunch of injuries, and there's no chance they make the postseason, and 2024 is not looking good either, and they're like, all right, we need to get back something for him. We're not going to be able to pay him. Then I could see it. But as for him like getting traded before the season starts, I don't see it at all. I disagree on that. Oh, look at this. Jim's bald spot. I like that username. I saw that on the wrap-up show yesterday. He says, I don't like you, Ben. You're trying to replace me and Jim on the wrap-up show and John and Jim. So this is someone acting to be John? I think. I mean, I am probably Jim's replacement. That guy. Did you guys see that? Go look on my Twitter. I have the video there. You'll probably have to scroll down a little bit. But Jim, if, if you haven't paid attention to the show the last like week or so, um, I, I mentioned it. Jim at the Xander Bogart's press conference last Friday when Bogarts was going to go put on his jersey, Jim gets up, 
goes right in front of or goes in front of the camera that's in the back of the room and he sticks his phone up right in like Xander's face. And so we see Jim's bald head, the bald spot on his head, and we see him covering Bogart's face with his phone. And the Padres staffer or whatever pulls him back by his belt. It's like, you idiot, Jim. What are you doing, dude? So, yeah, I might be replacing Jim. Who knows? Like, couldn't have just took that from your seat? Had to take that video? Had to take the picture or whatever it was? Good question, JB. He says, how did Chris Paddock do out there this year? He got hurt. Uh, did he even pitch in the regular season? He probably, I think he did pitch one or two games. It, it was short. It was a short season for him. Uh, five games, five starts, 22 and a third innings, and he got hurt. I think he had Tommy John. So I don't believe he's going to be back to start the season. Probably a mid-season thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be nice to have Paddock, but I'm not going to complain. Because we got Taylor Rodgers in that deal who helped us in the regular season with some saves. And then we got Josh Hader in that trade that put Taylor Rodgers in Milwaukee. And Hader dominated there at the end for the Padres. And yes, I know, obviously, when we think of Hader, should he have been in there against Harper? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, look, again, I, I'm fine with the decision. I was fine with Suarez pitching there. Uh, but we get Hader for 2023 when it's clear we're going all in. Right. Um, so I'm not going to whine about not having Paddock. It would be nice, I think. I mean, I know fans don't like Paddock, but he would have been another starter. He, he'd be the five starter probably right now. The Padres would still be looking for another starting pitcher. I mean, I'll, let me be clear. And he, he could be hurt right now, just like he was with the Twins. Um, so I'm not going to whine about that Paddock move too much. I liked him. Uh, he was one of my favorite players, 2019, beating DeGrom at Petco. I was at that game. What do you have, like 12 strikeouts? Was dominating Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso like, didn't get a hit off of him for a while um, when they were head-to-head -head there. Uh, but then they went, they went south, right? South on a map, north-south. North is top, right? Yeah. It, it, it didn't finish great with the Padres. Alex with the super chat. Thank you so much. Or not Alex. Sorry. JD. My bad. Alex was the comment above that. Uh, if you want to support the channel, that's a great way, just like JD did here uh, with the super chat. I'll make, if you do a super chat, I will get to every comment, every question. We still got a decent amount of people in here, so keep them coming. Uh, JD asks, is this season a must-win World Series or bust type for the team? It feels like it because Josh Hader's a free agent. Darvish can be a free agent. Snell can be a free agent. Manny can opt out and leave. I don't think he will. He might opt out, but I don't think he's going to leave. But yeah, um, there's going to be, it could be significant turnover, right? This past year, you felt like it was like, okay, this, this is going to be a really good chance. You don't know if you get to the NLCS again. You don't know if you will. But they do have the better team, I think, this season. Bogarts, Tatis, they have Hayter, Suarez. They get Pomerantz back, hopefully healthy uh, for the majority of the year. You can't count on it, but hopefully that's what happens. So I think they will have the better team this year, and the Dodgers aren't going to be as good, you wouldn't think. So th 
compared to last year, this feels like the more win or you know win a World Series where it's a bust year. If I had to pick between these two seasons, uh, but I don't think it's a like if they win if they go to the World Series. I think it will be disappointing if they don't win because you're there, right? Just like they went to the NLCS this past year and they lost the NLCS, lost in it. And so it was like, yeah, man, this, this season, it wasn't a failure, but it was disappointing. It was a disappointing end. It'll be a disappointing end if they get to the World Series and don't win, right? But Peter Seidler, he has ensured us that he's going to continue to spend, he's going to continue to invest in, into this team. It's not just a one-year thing. Uh, but I could see why fans have that mindset of, yes, it, it's a win, win the World Series, or this season is a failure. I could see that mindset. And I kind of do have that mindset, but I think my minimum expectation for this year to be a success is to get to the NLCS, because that's what happened last year, and it's a better team. So maybe my minimum expectation should be to win the NLCS, but the postseason, it's a hard thing to get through, Right. Um, so to answer the question, is this season a must-win World Series or bust type for the team? I would say it's not a must-win the World Series, but um, that's because Peter Seither has guaranteed us that he's going to continue spending money. He's going to continue keeping the, ensuring this team is going to be a World Series contender for not just this year, but uh, many years in the future. Jim asks, would the Twins want to deal with AJ after they got Chris Paddock? Uh, yeah, you don't shut down relationships and shut down doors with GMs just because of a pitcher who got injured. Like, he made starts with the Twins before he got hurt. So it was probably just an injury. It was just one of those pitching injuries. I don't think this was a situation like the Luis Castillo trade where AJ knew about someone's medicals and didn't tell them. I think Paddock just, um, he got hurt. So, no, you don't close, especially if, like, the Padres are willing to offer the Twins a great deal for Sonny Gray or Max Kepler. You don't shut that door just because, oh, Paddock got hurt. I don't think so. Uh, Wolfpack asks, uh, would the Nationals trade us back Gore? No. That's someone they're probably trying to build around. The Nationals are not trying to win this year. They're trying to develop players. And Gore is at the forefront of that. They have him under control. He was one of the big guys that they got in that deal. Why would they trade the Padres back, Gore? That, that doesn't make sense. Evan with the Super Chat says, Appreciate you always bringing the fire content, Ben. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. This is not a job for me. I don't even... I, I, don't even really get paid for this, to be honest. Um, I get paid for, like, Gaslamp Ball. Uh, but for this, how I'm on here for over an hour. Like, I was at the winter meetings all day, every day during that week. Was that last week? I'm losing track of days here. Uh, but this isn't a job for me. I love doing this. I love talking with you guys. Um, this is what I love the most, so... My pleasure. Uh, Mike says, Ben, you throw family under the bus. Come on, blood is thicker than baseball. Uh, 
No, I mean, come on. I think you're talking about my uncle. That was a dumb take. It was a dumb take. He knows it. He'd rather have only Tatis over Tatis and Bogarts? Come on. It was a dumb take. Jim's bald spot still in the chat. It's only going to get balder. Probably going to be wearing a lot of hats. Uh, Wolfpack, your comments. Think the Dodgers still have the pressure on them? I, I think there's not as much pressure on the Dodgers this season because they don't have Trey Turner. It's clear that they're not trying to spend a bunch of money, but there's still pressure on them. I think they're still the favorites to win the NL West because they won it last year. They still have a lot of talent on their team. Uh, I think there's less pressure. There's still pressure. There's probably at least equal pressure on the Padres as there is on the Dodgers to win the World Series or make it to the World Series because of the additions the Padres have made. They have the big names. The Dodgers do too, but they have the fresh big names, right? They brought in Bogarts. The Dodgers haven't made that big splash edition. You know, Syndergaard on a one-year deal, that's not a big splash edition. Jason Hayward on a one-year minor league deal, that's not a big splash edition, right? So I think the Padres and Dodgers at least have the equal pressure. I think if the Padres get off to like a hot start, then they will have more pressure on them than the Dodgers to win the World Series, make it to the World Series. But that's a good thing. Pressure is a privilege, right? The Padres put themselves in this position. You'd rather have the pressure on you than to not have the pressure, right? Because if you have the pressure on you going into a season, then that means that you have a good team, right? At least on paper, you have a World Series contending team. That's what I want. Right? So I think it's a good thing. Uh, Juan says Dodgers definitely have the advantage on the bump for now. Uh, I think you could say that. I don't know about the bullpen. I like the Padres' bullpen. Maybe I'm biased. Rotation, what? They have Kershaw, Arias, Gonsolin, May, Syndergaard. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. Um, but I like having Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Martinez, and then hopefully they get a, a really good starting pitcher. I know Rodon's off the board, but there's still some impact guys that they can get. Um, in total, let's say the Padres get a starter. Avaldi or Kluber, someone like that, whatever, whoever it is, or starting pitcher, controllable, that we're not even thinking about. They have that. You combine that with the bullpen, I think I'd give the Padres the pitching edge. But if you're talking about, like, rotation, I guess you could give the Dodgers a slight edge right now. But I don't think it's a big gap. I really don't. Not me sola ass. He's probably just getting in here late. Do we really want Justin Turner? I don't want him. I mean, if we get him, I'm not going to be like, oh, this this signing sucks. But it's going to be awkward cheering for a Justin Turner home run after we've like hated his guts for the last, feels like, decade. Right? Uh, that would be weird. I'd rather just go get someone else that wasn't a former Dodger and didn't kill the Padres all those years, you know? Um, Brantley, Martinez, Profar, Drury, Myers. Uh, there's other guys out there too that I haven't named. I'd rather just do that 
to be honest. Then go get Justin Turner. Yeah, okay, so Juan was primarily talking about the rotation there, saying the Dodgers have the edge. Yeah, slightly. I think slightly you could give it to them. All right, this has been fun. Episode 304, thank you everyone for tuning in. Over an hour of Padres talk. I'll be back sometime next couple days, maybe tomorrow, depending on if a move happens. I'll also have some breakdowns, some cool breakdowns uh, of some past ejections that have happened uh, years and years ago before I started this channel. So look out for those ones uh, probably tomorrow, Sunday, next few days coming out. Um, also, check out my new MLB channel, Baseball Struck. Um, just look that up on YouTube, Baseball Struck, or it's also in the link in this description. Check that out. That's not just Padres content. That's all MLB content. I'm starting that, so feel free to subscribe, turn on notifications for that channel and this channel so you don't miss when I go live, don't miss when a video goes out, all that good stuff. So thank you so much for all the support. Go Padres, and everyone, I hope that you have a great night. See you later.